Oh, I've never had that, that was before. New. I don't know that if that's going to come across in the recording. I guess it doesn't come across in the recording, but uh, we, we do this on Zoom, and Zoom has just let us know that this is being recorded because I just clicked on record. Because, yeah, because it is a short convo podcast. That's why it's being recorded. You probably uh, found us, uh, searched for us, or if you were looking for us, try short convo uh, podcast. Welcome. This is Asmiralai and my good friend JC Warrior of Light Cashman. And as he's mentioned, this is the Short Convos podcast where we talk about all kinds of things and we try to give some tips on productivity and time management along the way, as well as just catching up as two old friends. Yeah, a bit of personal development for you, eh? As I found our conversation last week really profound and it's really helped me this last week. Uh, oh, that discussion it. about finding the beauty in the chaos, I've, it's really helped me. Like I always appreciate uh, maybe a bit too much the, uh, what were, how were we were putting it last week, the, the unexplained things that we like to make reason for. And, uh, but this week it's really helped me get through some chaos as well. Some moments where it's like, hey, it's all right, I don't care. If I don't make that deadline, I don't care if I don't do it right now because I'm going to find some beauty in it at some point. Good. Oh, I'm glad to hear. That's, uh, I think it just, you have to do it because otherwise life will just drive you up the wall. I think you'll just go a little balmy otherwise. So, uh, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm glad to hear. It's been a busy week then. Balance. It is. Uh, I was going to say, I, I was going to say I'm tired. I'm not actually that tired at the moment because I've literally just eaten. I might even have some sauce still around my chops, uh, but I've just eaten. So I've had, I've had my little uh, energy kick, uh, but I'm, I'm absolutely knackered because it's been a good busy week or only for the good, only for the good reasons. Yeah. A very similar week. I have, I feel like I've been nonstop and it's particularly in uh, the realm of work. I feel like I start work at about eight in the morning these days. And like now it's 8 p.m. and I'm still working. And after I get off this convo, I'm going to work some more. Uh, but it's not, yeah. I'm not, I'm not moaning about it. I'm not, uh, it's not a rant. It's not even an issue. It's actually all a good thing that there's, there's enough going on now that it requires a full day's, full day's effort, as opposed to what we were saying in COVID about trying to like fill space because there's only so much you can do when you're in total lockdown. Uh, as I want to bring this up the uh, other week, but we never got into it on the uh, convo. I wanted to see where you were with something like this. Uh, I've uh, I've had a really really busy uh, week, like seven day week. You know, Saturday uh, was full on work, then Sunday uh, British squad training with a bit of travelling and everything, and uh, no no downtime basically, just go 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 uh, the whole time. Again, like you said earlier, I'm not ranting, I'm not bothered by it. I actually doing all the things I enjoy doing. But the weekend before, uh, especially as this uh, current period of timing is, I had a really rare Saturday with nothing on whatsoever. I intentionally didn't book any trials or anything at all. had nothing on on the Saturday. And uh, I found it really, uh, really difficult, for a better word, to de-stress, to, to, to come down. And then it's made me think, like, next week we're away, uh, we're going camping for a week. And I have to prepare i have to try not to get too busy you can quite often i find a, a historic mistake of trying to do more before you go away and then i find it makes it harder 
to then relax when you are then away. And it can normally it's yeah. at least a day, maybe a couple of days where you just have to come down and really know what it's all about. But I just noticed it for the other weekend. Yeah, I completely sympathize with that whole that whole thing because you feel like the logical thing in your brain says, I'm going to do loads of work the week prior. I'm going to cram so that then I can relax on my week off because I know I've like almost worked a double shift. But it doesn't work like that, does it? Because then you get off and you're still in that place. You're still kind of like the, the, the gears are still turning for like at least a couple of days before you come down so you kind of have to do pre-holiday where you actually the opposite you need to start winding down before the break so that you can actually then be chilled is that what you mean yeah yeah massively yeah massively exactly that and uh i've uh, i've learned over time now uh to recognize it and i've recognized it when i'm away as well that okay you've just got to basically de-stress just come down and i think it is just so important and it was it was frustrating me a little bit the other way because uh i wanted to just enjoy a bit of time but I, uh, it's hard to explain really but i just felt the whole time oh i should be doing something should be doing something uh, I don't know if that's because you get yourself onto, for a better word, a higher frequency of working productive and everything else. Uh, but like right now, I'm trying to plan everything next week. So then there's no uh, concerns and for a better word, again, worry. So everything's in, in hand because I know, you know, who I'm leaving it will, with will be. Uh, and then, yeah, I think it's the, the, the stuff beforehand that you do to come down that's important. It's also, I think, for especially for people with like our kind of personality who like to be busy, you have to plan it almost. Like if the, I think what happened there with you, because this happens to me, the stars align where nothing's on. It's not necessary that you've blocked off that time. It just happened to be there was no events, no gradings, no squad trainings. Uh, and therefore this time existed. And then your default setting is, fill that time whereas I think it's different if you said I'm going to take this Saturday and no matter what anyone puts on my table I'm going to say no thank you I've got something on that day and what that is for you is to do nothing and then you kind of give yourself permission to to switch off to, to tune out and all the rest I think that's a big deal is is booking in downtime yeah for sure. Well, I'll let you know how it goes with the, this camp, with this holiday. And, yeah. Uh, the yeah. analogy yeah, I can think it. of is like at a tournament, ding, ding, uh, you kind of got to get yourself in a certain mindset to fight before you fight. Mm. That, that There has to be that process of warm up and getting your head in the right space to then compete because once the bell goes, then you're competing. And for the majority of people, they can't just flick that switch in that moment. There's a process. And I think the same process can be put in reverse for going down, like you said, lower frequencies. Yeah, yeah for makes sure. Sense. That's sense. I got a top three if you needed one. Oh, yeah, fire away. I, I, I was thinking of one earlier, but I thought we'd maybe we'd already done it. So yeah, go for it. Uh, I'm quite sure we haven't done this one. We're going to have to write these down somewhere uh, in our yeah. notes so that we know, because we've done a few of these now. We're going to start crossing over. Maybe this combines with a rant, maybe. Top okay. three, pet peeves. I heard this term again the other day. Pet peeves. I've pet never peeves. heard this. You've never heard this term? Pet 
peeves p-e-peeves i don't even know how to spell it i've never wrote it down uh but pet i'll give peeves. you a, i'll give you an example that's not in my top three of a pet peeve uh and one that you'll understand and relate to a pet peeve is something that it annoys you but only in like a little itchy way it's it's not the end of the world but you're kind of like i really wish okay. that wasn't the way so like a yeah. kid forgetting their pads every week for sparring even though you know they have them and it's the same kid and you're just like it's a bit of a pet peeve of yours that kids that forget their pads when they have them at home do that like that's an annoyance to you you it's yeah. not gonna it's not earth shattering it's not gonna change your life but they just they grate on you they grind your gears is that your first one then? Is that your? It's first not my first peeve? one. No, no, I, 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 no, it is not. But that's. I just wanted to give that to for yeah. anyone who didn't know what a pet peeve was, or we'll say grinds your gears. Things that just, you know, they don't sit yeah, quite go on right then. with you. You start us off then. Pet peeve number one: uh, middle lane hoggers on motorways. I, uh, they drive me a little bit insane. I don't, I don't like them. I don't understand them. I can only think that you're just a selfish human being, uh, and or you don't know they, the rules. They pay extra tax, don't they? They pay extra road tax so that they can sit in that middle lane, even when there's no one else, or you know they're going extra slow. Now I'm sure, I'm sure there's a button you press and you get extra road tax charge for it. What well, gets should me is I'm quite sure that their logic is, and I'm I'm pretty confident of this, though I've never asked one because <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm quite sure their logic is that it's safer, that they feel safe having <laughs> more space on either side. Not for the fact that you could be overtaken now from both ends and that you're irritating people so they drive more erratically around you. Uh, I think they think that being in the middle is is the safe spot. Do you leave them? Do you leave them to it, or do you uh, instigate some kind of, shall we say, road rage? I've I've really worked on it in recent years <laughs> because I am naturally very road ragey. Uh, so I've really, really tried to personally work on it because I don't like it about myself, and Anne, my wife, hates it about me. Uh, she doesn't like road rage as. So nowadays, I just get on with it. But back in the day, I was the kind I'd either go up behind them or I'd full flash them. A full yeah. flash. I'd, yeah, I'd give them the whole nine yards. Not that they would care because that's the other thing they do. They drive like this and they don't look. Yeah. And they don't, you know, like that they're alone on, in the universe. And oh, middle lane hoggers. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good one, As Right, um, I, I'm having to really think, actually, uh, about these. So a pet peeve is leaving, because I don't drink tea as well, so like a tea bag tea, uh, English cup of tea, uh, leaving the tea bag out on the side. And even oh, worse, one. even worse with the spoon, with no intention of reusing it. Like, if you've got a little pot, <laughs> and you reuse or you know you're gonna because you can uh, compost them can't you or anything like that then you know I'm, I'm not no problem with that but when it's just left on the side and there, there seems to be no rhyme or reason to my girls why they do it you know right now in the kitchen there's none but tomorrow there will be one and then there'll be a spoon left and it's like the dishwasher's two foot away and the bin's another three foot away and it's like, come on, why? So yeah, left out tea bag 
and I don't even get sleepless nights over it, but it is a what are we call in this a peeve. peeve. I don't actually know the uh, the origins of the term. I I kind of just assumed you would have known okay. or heard of this, and the fact no, that you haven't makes me think that maybe it's not as that. as common a thing. Maybe it's an Americanism. <laughs> Um, yeah. But yeah, you don't don't ever come round my mum's house. My mum has a little ceramic dish by her kettle, which is just full with multiple tea bags on spoons from from one <laughs> day. Multiple spoons. multiple spoons, a spoon per tea bag with the tea bag on the spoon, and they're all just like lodged into this little ceramic <laughs> bowl. And at the end of the day, the spoons will go in the dishwasher, and the uh, tea bags go in the bin. <laughs> okay everyone no, to their no own no idea why no idea all right pet peeve number two for me this will be a, a martial arts one uh and this is specifically directed to adults and i'll lean it towards anyone who's done grappling uh brazilian jiu-jitsu wrestling but it, it applies to strikers too people who come to training already stinking of beer like Ooh. you arrive at training and you already stink and we're gonna do an hour and a half, two hours together. And in particular, like I said, grappling, and you're gonna be rubbing up against me. It's just like, have the decency, man. And again, I, I always try to put myself in their shoes and understand why. And I guess the logic is, there's no point in me showering now because I'm only gonna get, get sweaty. sweaty yeah. So I might as well not shower, but I'm just like, you inconsiderate, filthy animal, wash your armpits at least. Please. Anything smell related, especially bad smell like that, I'm I'm on a winner in the sense that I have a really bad sense of smell. Uh, okay. I, I can I can hardly smell as uh, you know odors and things like that at times. I, as in, I have to. It's not my first sense. Like Lauren's first sense is to smell. Right. And um, Koji has lost a, a sense of smell. It's one of the one of the things that lingers afterwards as well and uh so it, it drives her mad but i have to really concentrate to smell so uh but i do notice it if someone does really stink but they must really stink for me to for me to smell them to pick up it boys like i'm not i have no issue with like the pad smell because pads always stink and that smell yeah. doesn't bother me but it's that fresh bio smell personal bad odor yeah i i know a lot of people that would be irritated by that so that's a definitely Definite gear grinder, that one. Right, the next one that comes to mind with me is a simple thing, so I think that's why it annoys me the most, is where where people don't have the courtesy to say thank you. So, mm. for instance, even at... I think the best example is, say, a restaurant or something where you're being served, or even just a coffee shop where you're being served and you're given something by someone who's made the effort. I know they might be working or whatever else. They've made the effort to give it to you. Uh, and they don't say, and the, the person that's receiving doesn't say thank you. It doesn't cost anything. I just think it's, I, maybe it's how I was brought up. And uh, it's just that, that simple thank you and uh, I won't correct people I won't like push them and throw the coffee on them and say say thank you for it but uh, it does yeah it, it does grind my gears when uh, people are blatantly rude and uh, not not being polite my last one will be okay, kind of similar in terms of manners I guess people who give the silent treatment I really that <laughs> that doesn't sit right with me and never has i mean 
particularly when it's done to me, I really, really can't stand it. But even when I see someone doing it to someone else, I just think you, you lack such a level of emotional maturity because I have no issue with, I'd rather you bark at them. I'd rather you shout at them and swear at them and give them what for, than just go, not talk. Give me more you. of an example as, because I might be crosswired slightly here and it sounds like you're going on a bit more of a rant there, but tell, yeah, tell me Try a little not bit more. To. It's nothing but as in, this hasn't happened to me recently. Uh, I, I tend not to deal with these kind of people anymore. If someone's like that, I just wouldn't, wouldn't bother with them anymore. But I mean, they're annoyed at you for something, but rather than tell you while they're annoyed at you so that you can communicate it and handle it, they just don't talk to you. Uh, and you try to initiate the conversation, what's wrong, for example, and they'll just walk away from you. Uh, it's that, that treatment now, like, I'm, this isn't my wife, this isn't any of my friends, people don't do this to me anymore, but I see it happen a lot. I see it happen and I'm just like, that's not, that's not the way to handle it. There's a lot of ways yeah. to handle it. And I don't think that that's one silent treatment. I don't think is ever the answer. Yeah. This includes like yeah, ignoring text messages or ignoring uh, an email. I think you're better off just giving a blunt reply, even if it ends up being really rude. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're saying it from a point of view, when there needs to be a reply as in, yes, there's, yes. there's, there's an issue. You don't have to engage that. anyone and everyone. Yeah. yeah. But those who, those who are involved in your life, you know, a partner, uh, you know, your kid or anything like that. I think the yeah. silent treatment is not the way to go. For yeah. Me. I am a little bit guilty though with that with messages at the moment, because I'm just being a bit more disciplined <laughs> on the device. So I think that's different though. That, that, that's a different yeah. thing. There's no, Any, uh, anyone no out there, if I'm not, it's not a silence treatment. You're I'm not, not giving, giving them a silent treatment. <laughs> yeah, you got I'm one more you for us? <laughs> I'm going to really struggle, as Nothing's coming with me. Can we come back to it before the yes, end? Can, can we come back to, it? to yeah. it? And, uh, oh, I've got it. I've got it. Oh, uh, Have you just seen it? it? Yeah, I've just seen it. <laughs> Dust on Lego. Oh, that's a Dust very on specific Lego. one. <laughs> Yeah, Does, yeah. I'm looking why? at some Lego over here, and it's got dust on it, and it's like, why, why? Because it, because you can't get the dust off it. <laughs> it's like, have you ever tried getting like serious stained on dust off of Lego? Because if you wash it, it don't go nowhere. It, it it has crevices that are very difficult to clean. I will agree. Yeah. Lego is a tricky one to clean. Yes, yeah, so, toothbrush. Yeah, and then. Yeah, I think I've even tried. <laughs> it counts. It's a pet peeve. It's a little annoying. Yeah, yeah. It. Uh, yeah. So the. Uh, yeah. The. The. Because when you take the bits apart, you can also see the difference of the lines, can't you? So yeah, uh, a bit of dust on Lego. That's definitely a, a gear grinder for sure. Done. There we are. Our I've uh, as ground. We're we're. Uh, I know we're both uh, Apple lovers. Would you say you're an Apple fan? I, I mean, if As I didn't, I'd probably be, I'd probably be lying if I said I wasn't. Yeah, like my, my brother, for instance, is not. He, he is an anti-Apple uh, person, uh, though he has an iPad and he will reluctantly uh, or he will deny that it's of use. And uh, he got it from work. I'm pretty sure he messages me most of the time on it. Uh, but I, I wanted to ask, 
where are we at with the world of Apple now? Because, you know, you, whether you like them or not, you've got to have appreciation for the, the business model and whether you think that it's right or wrong with how much money, where they've made it and everything else. Uh, maybe appreciation is the wrong word, but you've got to understand that in the realms of commercialism and everything, they've been very successful. And uh, I, an advert came up, an email came up the other day, and I always like looking at the Apple things. And it's a new Apple iPad, and it's a new Pro. Uh, I, I don't know if you've seen it, and it's got this fancy stand that turns into a case. And I'm looking at it, and I'm thinking, yeah, I love it. Because I'm an Apple fan, it's like, yeah, it's got 54G this, and Pixel Creme this and that, and like, I'm, I'm bored. I'm sold. So I'm scrolling down and it's like, oh, you can trade in your old I, uh, iPad up to, you know, 400 pound. I'm like, yeah. So I, I put in my model and it says your iPad is worth 150 pound. And it's like, oh, maybe not. And then you go down to the price and like the <laughs> iPad on its own is like a thousand pound. Then the, uh, the new pen that does everything, I think you can even pay with a pen now. That's like, 400 pound and then the you you know with a stand you, you're not going to be short of uh, a grand and a half to get so it's like i don't have a grand and a half spare we're about to move i'm not going to do anything on credit my ipad works fine i love my keyboard as much as i'd like it i'm not getting it there was a point though i was keeping up with apple stuff like i was one of the first ones to get the dome the swivel screen iMac and things like that but yeah, where, where are we at with Apple with this? Have I just, am, am I just not earning enough money to be in with it? Or it's, yeah, I think the phone, the, the 10, for instance, is, you know, uh, it took a big leap in price and everything. Uh, I'm not knocking Apple. I love the quality of everything else. But are you experiencing this at all as, as an Apple fan? It's a bit of a double-edged sword. Apple, I find it to be because once you're bought into, and this is the word everyone likes to use, the ecosystem, which is like you're bought into the whole iMessage thing, you're bought into the shared folders, the iCloud, and all of this stuff that's very useful and very like what makes Apple Apple, where you go, oh, that just works. Uh, and that's the reason that drew you to it in the first place. The problem is, is the exclusivity of how you get that stuff now. So you can't switch to any other device because you will lose access to the ecosystem. You won't be able to get your iCloud stuff to your Android phone. So you have to get an iPhone. Uh, and once you get used to the iMac operating system, with the idea of going to Windows for me is like, I couldn't, I couldn't fathom doing it. So then you're kind of a slave to whatever they price this stuff at because you're not go I'm not going anywhere. Like that's just the honest truth for me. It could go up to 10 grand and I'm still probably not going anywhere. But then you've got the purchase decision because it's like sometimes the product's really good like the iPad is right now. Uh, and it's kind of like you'll stretch it. You'll go beyond what you probably would have spent for something like that because it's like it ticks every box you could possibly want it to tick. But the problem comes when you need something but you don't really want to buy it. Like for example, if your laptop breaks tomorrow and you have to go out and buy another MacBook, you can't go, oh, I'll just get the cheap one 
because the cheap one's still a grand. <laughs> yeah, and you really, if you're, you're working on it, you probably want to get mm. a better one. So then it's like, it's one and a half grand. And yeah, it's, it's tricky, but they just work, man. And I'm sure Samsung's work. I feel I'm like sure it. LG work. But I don't like, with all due respect to your uh, Android lovers and everything else, I just, yeah, I just don't like them. Like, I, I have to go on a PC every now and then with the events and, you know, sport that and things like that. And it's like, it, it sh I know it works, you know, it, it, it serves a lot of people. And like my brother, he doesn't need the shiny, he, he's cool with the plastic and everything else. Uh, but I look at Windows and it's like, it doesn't make sense. Doesn't make sense. You, you, you might as well put it in Arabic. It makes more sense to me. How, how, how do you change a printer settings on a, on a Windows? I don't bloody know. You know, on an Apple, you go to the printer setting, don't you? But on the, you, you got to download free updates on a PC and everything else. But I'm, I'm just feeling like a bit of a secondhand, uh, if that's one way of putting it, Apple uh, purchaser at the moment. I feel like I'm living the generation behind and I want to play with the new stuff. Uh, yeah. I don't know, it's not a rant. I just thought I, I'd get it out there today. I will say on that, like the iPad you're looking at is the Pro. And the designation of that pro on it is for things like photo editing, uh, film editing. It's, you know, it's got a lot of stuff packed into it that realistically you're probably not going to use. Like you're going to use it for internet browsing, spreadsheets and photos. And it's like, you could probably use the most budget of iPads, which I think is still around 300, 400 quid. But what they've been really smart about is they make the pro stuff sexy. The pro stuff yeah. just looks, it just looks better, you know? And then like you said, the fancy keyboard and it folds into a case and it's an all in one and it can almost replace your computer. And it's like, then all that other stuff, it's like, you don't even want to spend 400 quid because it's like, look at what that does. And they're very yeah. good at that. They're very good at making, they make budget stuff, but why would you want it when you look at the, the high end of it yeah, yeah i think this is just a shout out to apple and how pretty they make it all at the end of the day they do it's make just, it real pretty uh, yeah i only go rob a couple of banks or something for it <laughs> yeah exactly or decide if you're going to buy a laptop again uh, or make a transition yeah. to living a, an ipad only life i've got some food as uh, a food topic something food and I don't know if I've ever asked you this. Tell me if I have. Uh, as are you a jelly man? Considering <laughs> that made me giggle, I don't think you've asked me that question before. <laughs> uh, I, I eat jelly. I can't remember the last time I made jelly, to be fair. But I like jelly. If someone gave me a bowl of jelly, I'd be happy to see it. I'd, I'd enjoy it. Um, yeah. Are you a jelly think, man? Why, why, why uh, well... I think uh, most people think of jelly with kids' parties, do they not? Uh, I yeah. don't know, maybe. Yeah, yeah I'd say uh, standard assumption. The reason I ask is because we've uh, had recently jelly in the cupboard and uh, Poppy, our youngest, got most upset because it all got destroyed before she even got some. So it's like oh. everyone is loving jelly. And I will say I really love jelly too. I've got quite a nostalgia 
to, to Jelly. Maybe you've got things like that there. Oh, that could be our next week top three. I'm going to call that for next week's top three. Uh, nostalgic things. Uh, okay. Uh, but... Yeah, uh, jelly is really nostalgic for me because my mum used to make it a lot and we used to have these or she had these jelly moulds. So there was like a rabbit jelly mould and a teddy bear jelly mould. <laughs> and whenever I eat jelly, I, for some reason, it just makes me think of my mum in and as a childhood in a really nice way. So that, yeah, that's why as well. So nostalgic. Yeah. I'm writing it down so we don't write that. I have to be honest, when we had jelly as kids, it was always just in a bowl. It was just in a glass bowl, uh, and we kind of just scooped it straight out of this big glass bowl. So, yeah. <laughs> but again, like I said, I don't think I've ever, I don't think as an adult, I've, I think because I don't have kids yet, I haven't had a real reason for me to make jelly just for myself. Uh, but I'm sure when kids come, then yeah, jelly will be a, will be a regular thing. Jelly on its own. What, where are you with this whole jelly and custard business or jelly and cream? I don't know. I don't yeah. like it. If you put the jelly, if I was served the jelly in a bowl of ice cream, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be rude. I'd say thank you. Uh, but when it comes to anything like that with desserts, like we said with sauces, because I would class jelly as a dessert, it's separate bowls. It has to be separate yeah. bowls. And if I choose to mix it, I can. Obviously, I'm going to mix it in the belly, but separate bowls with that, please. please. So you're not a trifle guy, are you? I have a trifle, but again, I wouldn't be rude about it. Not but no, not, not my preference. But it does look pretty. It does look pretty. pretty. That it does. That it does. Uh, do we I, have I've anything a, else for us to cover? I've got a quote, actually. I've got a quote. I come Amazing. prepared with a quote. So, uh, a life spent making mistakes is not only more honourable, but more useful than a life spent doing nothing. I thought, I thought that just tickled the right spot this week. That's a very nice one. Where is that quote from? I have no a Google. <laughs> I just saw it related to something else unrelated and I thought yeah I like that I think I was looking for a morning uh, Monday motivational quote or something like that and that one came up I thought yeah I like that I think another top three we'll have to do at some point is top three mistakes if we can uh, three mistakes yeah write that one down we can we can dig into that one uh, my quote yeah. today I recently have been updating our welcome pack that we're going to give to new members. Uh, and then in this, we've, you know, we're discussing all the, the typical questions you get from people who join a martial arts school, such as uh, what we teach, uniform, sparring equipment, gradings. It's all in one place to avoid me getting too many stupid questions. Uh, so I tried to put little quotes in on each page, and this is the one for the uniform page, because people sometimes wonder why we wear one. Uh, this quote is, the uniform makes for brotherhood, since when universally adopted, it covers up all differences of class and country. Uh, and that's quite an old, quite an old quote, but I think it sums up the essence of why a uniform is still, I think, something of value. Uh, in martial arts schools because it seems to be going out of fashion a little bit i think a lot of people are getting very practical in their martial arts uh to the extent where they're losing some of the essence of it a little bit yeah i, I, I would really agree with that and uh, we're actually going to tidy up all of our code and everything come the 
the lifting fully of restrictions. Like at the moment, we've got bigger kids training with little kids so that they don't mix too much. And, you know, people have joined uh, without jobs, blah, 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 blah. So I haven't pushed it too much. But as soon as that lasts, it's going to be like, right, everyone, <laughs> uh, Bosh. <laughs> but I have, I have lacked more on the fight club side of things because it is more sport based. So I look at it as a little bit more recreational. So yeah. as long as you're following the club colours or it's a, a sport uh, related, uh, you know, not just your Nike t- T-shirt, then I, I'm, I'm cool with that. So, but yeah, something that we're going to tidy up in the coming weeks. I like that. I like saying yeah. to new people with the uniform as well, that what you just said, that it, it, change, it doesn't matter your background. It doesn't matter your affluence. It doesn't matter your colour. It doesn't matter your size. We all we all wear the same uniform. So it kind of puts everyone on the same, the same level, the same place. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. hundred percent. Well, I think we uh, do another martial arts special at some point. Maybe we oh, can yeah. talk uh, more of like these kind of things, the, the intricacies of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Go, for sure. go a little deeper. Well, there we go, guys. I think we're about wrapped up. Peace out. Have a good one, everyone. Thanks, guys. Like and share, and we will see you on the next one. Boom. Boom.